Hey, you found us. It's a somber Ben and Matt sportscast. I'm Ben <laughs> Glickman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. Um, the dream is dead. No undefeated season for the no. Sun Devils as the no, 24th no ranked uh, ASU Sun Devils fell 34-31 at home to the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, Matt, you said to watch out for Tony Brown and Tony Brown had 150 yards and three touchdowns through the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a couple things I, I thought of as this, you know, a, a game has ended since. One is, uh, I, you know, I feel good. I guess that I said before the game, this is this team is not just Chenault. They've got more weapons. We found that out because Chenault missed most of the game, um, and they still had plenty of weapons. Um, the other, as I, you know, has processed it today, I thought, well, this is a game you can leave glass half full or glass half empty. By your tone, I, I feel like you are in the glass half empty category. They were without their top defensive player, their top offensive player, and a number of other starters by midway through the third. Yeah. And we, I believe, after reflecting, we should have won the game. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I think that the Newsom drop yeah, was... On the second to last drive. Yeah. That yeah. was the... That and Daniels' pick were the critical yeah. moments where the game changed. Uh, yeah. I yeah, had a great I, game. I so. Benjamin did enough. Yes. Yes. Um, but Jaden Daniels, look... 345 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick, but the pick was costly. We were rolling along, and you know we he yeah. tried to force a ball into Kyle Williams, a great play, um, you know, to step in front of it, I, I, I suppose. But, you know, Rakestraw just sort of was in Williams' hip pocket and stepped yes. in front of him and took the ball away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you're hitting on some of the some of the reasons, and not probably the biggest one. I was thinking that I would say you can leave that game, you know, glass half empty. Well, um, how about, is your reason that the defense didn't come the within defense. a uh, yes. a mile yes. of touching <laughs> Stephen Montez? Yes, correct. Um, I mean, you know, there there were certainly things starting with our defense being exposed a bit. Um, you know that you can leave and and say, you know, yes. Um, you know, and, and you're right about the injuries. There were opportunities there. You know, when you see all the injuries they had, you feel like you've got to take advantage of that. Uh, we had two possessions, and you just hit on how both of them ended, you know, tied in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, one, we, we hit a big play. We go down the field, you know, and, and are in, you know, close to field goal range at that point already, and he throws the interception. Um, and then the next one, you know, we go three and out, but on the third down, you know, Newsom should have caught the ball. Um, the ball hit him in the hands. There's no two ways about it. Oh, yeah. He should have caught it, no doubt. And then, you know, the the drive um, where we got the ball back down three was total opposite of last week. Um, You know, just four four and out, you know, no momentum at all, two incompletions, a sack, and then another incompletion because of pass rush that had no chance of success. Um, And defensively, now, glass half full guy says – we had an offense for the first time this year, an offense that looked like they could move the ball. They could, they could score in the red zone. Um, you know, that, that answered back from 14, nothing down and, you know, quickly tied it, answered back again from 21, 14 down to tie it, answered back 31, 24 down to tie. I mean, 
you know, kept kept answering. Uh, didn't answer at the very end, but showed a little bit more pop than they had previously. And so that is the thing you come out of this game feeling like, well, okay, if we if we have games, and we probably will, you look up ahead at the schedule where we need to score, you know, 24, 27, maybe 30-plus points, you finally saw an offense that looks like it could do that. And that's the first time this year it, it, that it did. Yeah, and, and look, we got jumped on early 14 nothing. put up 21 points in the second to make it a game. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I'm feeling more negative about this. Um, and I'll, I'll start with the thing that I was hammering in the text to you. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you made it to a grocery store or saw one of those vending machines where they have the missing persons pictures in it. But uh, if you go to one, please post Merlin Robertson because yeah, that guy was yeah. nowhere near well, any play. And, and, and a couple and, times there were some bad looks where he yeah. was supposed to be out in the flat, he got turned around, or he was supposed to rush the passer and got deked on a play fake, and it just – he was eliminated from too many plays yeah. if you're going to yeah. be our leader. Yeah, I mean and, – and you know, it's it's a good point, and it and it's a point that got me thinking. We haven't really seen much from him yet this year. Uh, you know, in terms of like, you know, the impact, the the big plays around the ball, uh, the sacks, the pass rush. Uh, I mean, you know, really anything to make you think. You know, this is the guy from last year, and and you know, those are things you don't think about when you're winning because it's uh, you know and the defense was playing well and so you don't really spend a lot of time thinking well you know why isn't this guy showing up and then in a game where the defense doesn't play well is where that you know is highlighted even more and and you know was highlighted last night that you know your your guy who was all over the field last year i mean it seemed like when he was out there you noticed number 8 he was in the backfield he was getting pressure on the quarterback he was you know forcing a fumble you haven't really noticed him this year much. And we're four games in. You know, I mean, a third of the season is complete. And where's the impact been? Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, we if you want to talk about positives on the defense, I thought Kalen Curse Thomas, he led the team in tackles, but he was everywhere. He was flying around. He was at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, you know, DJ Davidson was being disruptive. I thought, you know, an up and down yeah. game for Chase Lucas. Um, you know, a couple really strong open field tackles against swing passes and screens. Yeah. Um, and then a couple yeah. of really bad looks. I did yes. not see a report, and I, I started searching for it, but did you see anything about Cam Phillips? Because he played I a great did. game. Yeah. Uh, and then he but, went off with what looked like a, a bad injury to his wrist uh, or forearm. Arm or, or elbow or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, the way he was holding his arm was foreboding. Um, you know, it, it looked like, uh, you know, it's certainly going to be something that probably causes him to miss some time. I mean, it would be stunning, you know, I think to see him back this week. Um, because it, it looked like either, yeah, you know, broken arm, uh, you know, dislocation, something like that, just the way he was holding his arm, and, you know, it, it didn't look great. So, yeah, I mean, there, there were some positives defensively, but not many. Um, to me, the biggest negative was just overall pass defense, and, and you can put that on the secretary, leaving guys, you know, open, and or the pass rush, which has been kind of a non-factor this year. You know, you, you go back to Robertson, and he's not the only one, but 
you know, Robertson seemed like he was a really good pass rusher last year. He, you know, I don't know what his sack numbers were, but he had, he had several. He also had, you know, some impact plays where he was, you know, pressuring the passer and that just hasn't been there much this year, you know, and again, it's kind of been hidden because we, we played three offenses that weren't very good. Two that just didn't have the talent to match up and one that couldn't get out of its own way in Michigan state. And, and, you know, you saw yesterday when you, when an offense has a veteran quarterback, it's good receivers, it's good running backs. They, they took advantage of some of our flaws. So I have one, Obviously, you and I are not coaches, and we're not X's and O's people. I, I have one curiosity that was piqued during the game. We seem to put Jack Jones on an island a lot for a guy who's only been with the team for three and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the last touchdown he gave up uh, was just bad. Like, he, he just – he didn't defend the ball at all. I mean, he looked like me out there. Like, you know, he did – he was in position, and he just made no effort to defend the ball, defend the man. Like I mean, it was just too easy, honestly. Um, and that you know that was a big score. Once again, we had tied it. I mean, how many times in that game did we tie it? Fourteen, twenty-one, twenty-four, and thirty-one. You know, we had tied it at twenty-four, and then they just go right down the field and score. And second and twenty, we had gotten a penalty that backed them up, and it didn't have any effect at all because he just. He was he misplayed the ball, or, or really, for lack of a better way to say it, didn't play the ball at all, uh, and made it very easy on the wide receiver to make that catch. Yeah, and and as is commonplace, he looked at the ref for help. Right, um, there was there was coming. no help coming. But you know, I, the secondary across the board had problems. Crosswell had to come up and make a couple big tackles, but you know, yeah. they, there were. We're a far cry from the team that Danny Gonzalez projected and, and set a goal of 20 interceptions for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah, you're, you're I, right. I think, again, Kobe Williams and Chase Lucas did their jobs. I, you know, Maybe I'm too much of a Kobe Williams believer, but it, it always seems to me like his guy is covered, and if yeah, he has a uh, pass no, completed, he makes the tackle. You know he does. He does. I mean, yeah, he's he's usually very rock solid. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's always tough because you know, obviously, we don't know the schemes. You know, sometimes you see a guy that isn't making a tackle, and you think, well, is that on him or is that on is that on scheme? Is that on somebody else not doing what they were supposed to do? You don't know. Um, you know, we're not we're not privy to knowing that. It just seemed like too many times guys were open last night. Guys were just open. And some of that was, I mean, one of the one of the biggest plays of the game, you know, was third down on what turned out to be their their winning drive, uh, third and six, I believe it was, and we got no pass rush. I mean, he got too much time. Like it's it's hard as a secondary to you know stay with your man for that long, especially in today's day and age when you can't when you can't grab, you can't hold. Uh, you know, like it's just hard. You got to get some pass rush, and we didn't have it. So that's why I say pass defense overall. I don't want to put it all on the secondary. The secondary had some mistakes, but you know, it, it, you, you got to get a little bit of pressure, and we didn't have much of it at all last night. Yeah, and, and look, I I don't long for the days of the Graham defense where we oh, no. have you know three guys in coverage against five receivers and we're blitzing eight. But right, right. But you know, we're we're playing the three three five, and it feels 
pretty predictable that we walk a linebacker or a corner up to the line pre-snap, and then that guy's coming, mm-hmm. and we're bringing exactly enough guys. We're ne- you know we're never bringing six. We're always bringing four or five. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's never not that you know there's a reason why they're huge gambles when you know you bring the house on a blitz, sure. but. Sure. We, I don't know that we've put it on tape once this year. That we've gambled. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, it, and, and uh, you know, you love when you can get pressure without blitzing, but this team doesn't appear to have the personnel to do that. Um, they, you know, they haven't done it yet. And, and so, you know, you just, you know, much like we've said about the offense now, now you come out of this game feeling like, okay, well, the, the offense, again, Go back to that glass half full. The offense showed a little bit, ran the ball better, uh, you know, certainly got some life in the passing game that hasn't been there. And and now the defense is, is the one that, you know, you're going to have to figure some things out because Colorado just exposed some of your flaws. Now you got to, you got to, you know, try to patch up those flaws as best as you can. Mm-hmm. The other scary part, and we'll get into this, you know, probably on Wednesday for the Friday game, but uh, yeah. the Cal Bears went into Ole Miss, and sure, Ole Miss yeah. didn't like it, but they went into SEC country and won. They did, they did, and they are the last remaining unbeaten in the Pac-12. Probably could have could have gotten long odds on that prior to the season, um, but here they are, as uh, you know, with with road wins at Ole Miss and at Washington. Uh, you know, granted that Washington game, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll keep saying that uh, it was one that you just wonder had it been a had it been a normal game, what would that have been? No way to know, but give them credit they they earned that win. Um, and you know, I'm I'm curious about them. What are they? Are they are they legit, or are they this year's Colorado that you know remember started five and zero, and we thought eh, how good are they, and then they didn't win again. I don't know that they would fall off the table like that, but you know, are they going to? Are they a ten-win team or are they a seven and five team that's just happened to start four and zero? Let's talk a little bit more about the offensive side of the ball um, and point scoring special teams. We obviously had a um, our first Zendejas miss, yeah, uh, and I think yeah. that is learning the the difference between him and Reese and why Reese has been the starter is not. Not a sixty-yarder. It was no. high forties, and that's out of his range. It was, and it's funny you say that because I I thought the exact same thing. You know, it's like boy, you, you know, it, it's been a nice story uh, to you know watch him you know overachieve, uh, but you know it shows you why he wasn't a scholarship kicker and Reese was. Um, and the Reese absence, boy, I mean, I, I, is it just me or are you starting to get concerned? Well, it's the second week in a row where the, the TV broadcast has made mention of the fact that, well, he might have been able to go, but they decided they didn't want to risk it. It's like, right. no, yeah, one week that of that, sense. sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one week, and, and if you think against Sacramento State, okay, you know, uh, yeah, sure, you know, no need to chance it. We should be okay. I mean, in reality, <laughs> we we needed the kicker to help win that game. But still, you think, okay. But now, you know, didn't make the trip to Michigan State, didn't play in this game. Um, does it feel like we're headed for the announcement that he's taking a medical red shirt here soon? Because something seems off. Yeah, well, I mean, we're a third of the way through the season, and right. he hasn't dressed for a game yet. No, so, so something, something seems off on, you know, his status, and he just, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not suggesting 
often that like he's you know being disciplined or something like that i just i think he's more injured than they're letting on and i think it's a matter of time before it feels like you know we might be without him for the season the other thing that i wanted to talk about offensively is um the way the ball was spread around so Ayuk had nine catches for 122 yards uh, but behind him, here are the guys who caught a ball, or two, or three. Jordan Curley, Frank Darby, Kyle Williams, Curtis Hodges, Newsom, Ricky Pearsall, Jordan Porter, and Eno. Porter, yeah. Pearsall, Hodges, and Curley are all surprising to me. And that, that ball he threw to Pearsall was, was a, a throw. Yeah, and, yes. and just good timing. Hit him in stride. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, those were those were not, uh, you know, and that's that's why I come out of this game. I mean, look, I'm not happy we lost. I'm disappointed we lost. But the biggest thing I come out of this game, and I texted you after the long touchdown where we tied the game in the in the fourth, was you know, looks like we've got a passing game now. Like you know, it was as you as you said, you know, it was spread around to different guys. Um, Daniels looked comfortable. I, I mean, I thought. Granted, you know, his first loss, I thought it was the best he played. Uh, you well, know, I just was, thought he looked good. He was good. throwing darts as opposed yes. to a lot of his passes, and maybe it was, you know, rose-colored glasses, but I felt like a lot of the TV and radio broadcasts were ignoring that. He throws some wobbly balls. He does. Downfield. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, but yeah. these were tight. And the other thing to me that's a little crazy in this is he ended the day 24 of 39, but – Think about how many of those incompletions were just bombs down the field that right. were, you know, 50-50 balls. On, right. on non-shot plays, he was probably, you know, close to 75%. I, I agree. I, I thought he had a good game. I mean, the, the interception, as you point out, was was the forced throw. Uh, I, think it was, I think it was one where, you know, it was like a, like a basketball player heat check where, you know, he, he had just had the big throw. I think it was to Curley. Where you know a good throw and then Curly with a you know nice run after the catch and I, it was almost like you know he was he was feeling himself a little bit like you know I I could do anything I'm gonna I'm gonna drill this ball in there and the guy made a nice play I mean and, and that's that's a freshman you know something to learn from uh, there are certain things that you know sometimes you see with a freshman and you excuse it as you know oh, it's a freshman mistake you'll get better and like well not always Some, sometimes it's a flaw in your game that's a decision. And, and those are decisions that I think, you know, you, you learn from. You make that decision once, and, and and then you know the next time around, like, I can't force this ball in there. I, I got to be more, you know, a little bit more careful on first to ten. We got momentum, and, and that's okay. You know, you're going you're gonna to make mistakes. He made one. Um, but I thought he played well. I thought he, for the first time, you know, over the course of a game, not just one drive, a game, looked like, you know, big-time quarterback. For sure. And, and I think, um, you know, Eno wound up getting his with 83 yards on 20 carries. And, you know, yeah. he also punched in a couple scores, which we need. Because the one thing yeah. about Daniels is he is not big. And, and the Ethan Long plays, at, you know, Doug Haller compared it to Michael Eubank. And I'm not sure that's a great comparison for Ethan Long. It's He's not. obviously a better, a better player yeah. and does more yeah. for the team than Eubank did. But... I understand his point, which is, you know, the offense is rolling, you get to a position, yeah. and then you 
basically yeah, undo I, all of it. To, I mean, I, I, I understand that point, and yet I will say I thought it worked fairly well last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I Long had he was two on the field, for 10 yards. Yeah, and, and we got some good run, you know, runs by the running back, too, um, with him in there just because it was a different threat. You know, makes the defense be, you know, have to stay honest against the, the quarterback run. Um, I mean, that was the thing. One of the one of the sequences that I remember texting you about was, you know, third down or second down. We were inside the 10. We brought in long. He has a nice run. He gets it to like, you know, third and two. And then the next play, we bring Daniels back in and it's just a straight handoff to Eno up the middle. And he gets stuffed for a loss of one. I'm like, man, you showed imagination on second down. And then on third down, none. And that was frustrating, uh, you know. But but I will say, I thought overall, I mean, the run numbers aren't great. 20 for 83 isn't, you know, doesn't jump out at you like, wow, he had a great game. But I thought he was more consistently productive. Um, You know, more, you know, just being able to get three or four yards of carry rather than zero, one, loss of one, uh, like the first few weeks. Well, and I think that something that demonstrates that is, only two tackles for a loss for Colorado all day. Yes, yes, yes. And, 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 I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I would sure think the numbers are significantly higher for Sacramento State, Michigan State especially, yeah. the last two weeks. Uh, it felt like most of our run plays were, you know, no gain, loss of one, loss of three, no gain. And then maybe we'd hit one for, you know, 15. But there wasn't the consistency there that, okay, we, we can, you can ship away. There was yesterday. So, I mean, offensively, I come out of that game feeling much more confident than I did going in. It's the, you know, the defense that obviously I feel less confident in. So, you, you know, it, it was, that's why I say I'm not sure what I come out of that game as. Because I, you can look at it and say, boy, that, you know, that was, that was, you know, there were things to feel good about. And there were also things to be concerned about. And I guess that happens after a loss. Yeah. It happened after a win the week before. Just the opposite direction. Do you want Ethan Long to throw a pass at some point? Because I do. I'd like to see it. Uh, you know, I, you do or don't? I didn't hear what you said. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a wrinkle that you've got to put in there. Now, I'd like to see it on a, you know, first and 10 midfield type of thing. Um, you know, when he was in on that second down, I even thought, this is probably not the time to break out his first passing attempt. You know, I mean, like, I'd like to see it on first and 10 in midfield in the second quarter. You know, when you're like, let, let's let's see what he can do. Let's see what he, I mean, we've yet to see him throw the ball. Uh, you know, does he, what, what does he have? I mean, I'm not saying he can't throw it, but, you know, like, I don't want to test him under the brightest and hottest of lights. Uh, but, yeah, I would like to see that wrinkle added in. And I, and I think we will. I mean, I think that's the that's the idea behind it, I would think. Yeah, I'd like them to run a play where he, you know, Tim Tebow-type, you know, Florida, yes. where fake the run and hit the mm-hmm. tight end cutting across. Leak the tight know? end or H-back out and, and, yeah, see if you can just get something easy. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to take advantage of that, right? You know, I mean, that's that's what he is. He's quarterback, first and foremost, we're told. Now, you know, he hasn't really played that. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, again, sort of the same thing as you keep defenses honest having to defend the quarterback run now you want them to have to defend the quarterback pass too which will open things up for the run so yeah i mean i i don't mind it i didn't I, you know i agree with howler that sometimes you watch games and and eubank was that where it's like man you're you're getting into the flow of the offense 
this offense hasn't had a lot of flow. So I'm okay with what we've done with that, and, and I think it's a nice wrinkle when you've got an offensive line that's that's certainly not good, not dominant, you know, to open things up in the running game a little bit. Yeah. So I, I don't mind it. I, I thought it was fairly productive last night. Now, there are, you know, I watched Washington yesterday, and, and Easton was just in a rhythm. And then they bring, you know, first and goal, they bring in, you know, the Wildcat package, and they fumble, and, and they end up having to settle for a field goal. And, like, why, you know, why are you doing that, man? You're in a rhythm. We haven't been in a rhythm that much to be worried about throwing off said rhythm. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's something to worry about if, if our offense starts humming like it did a little bit more last night, uh, you know, and, and hopefully it will. I mean, that is the thing I come out of this game at least feeling much more confident in than I did going in is when we play Washington State, when we play Oregon, when we play Arizona, when we, you know, USC, teams that are, are going to score points because they've got good offenses that we can keep up. You know, that, that it's not going to be a situation where, man, we gave up 21 points, we got no chance to win. Yeah. Um, a couple other things to talk about. Um in the conference, USC beats Utah. UCLA yeah. somehow comes back in a miracle fashion Man. on the Palouse. That was insane. That was insane. I mean, 50 points in the second half. That's I, – I don't even know how it happened. I mean, most of it happened while I was at the ASU game. Saw they were down 49-17. I get home and it's 63-60. Like, how did that happen? I, I Wow, that was a stunner. Yeah, seriously. Um but it makes, you know, you've got now USC 2-0 and in the conference, leading the South. Um, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Colorado's got a conference win. Utah's looking up again, trying to figure out what happened. Um, yeah, yeah, disappointing for that. I don't know if you watched much or any of that game Friday night. I, I was home, so I was watching a good chunk of it. And they were the better team. They should have won that game. And they, they just shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again, it seemed like. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been interesting. And then, it has. It know, has. I mean, I, I know Haller said it today in his, in his recap article that, you know, if you, if you think you know who's going to win the Pac-12, wait a week. And, you know, you, you're going to think differently. And that's how it's been. You know, you, you, you know week one, uh, oh, boy, Washington looks good. And then they lose in week two. Uh, you know, week two, USC looks really good, and they lose in week three, and you're giving up on them. But then week four, they bounce back and win, and you're back on there. You know, like, who knows, man? Uh, you feel like there's there's few more ups and downs on the roller coaster before we figure out who really you know, are the teams to beat in this conference. Yeah, well, then you've got uh, Transfer Portal Fink. Uh, That's right. You know. That's right. Just back, uh, you know, back to the team after, you know, being being – told he was going to go to Illinois didn't happen um and and you know yeah he's in there now and who knows if he'll start this week I guess it probably depends on on you know Slovis's health I would think they'll stick with Slovis if he can play um but they go to Washington in a in a big game um but you know the one I guess that jumps out is how poor does Stanford look Alza. uh I mean they they just look like they got no life at all well, they, uh, there's already some rumblings, I guess, that Shaw might be fired. And I, I'll say this, uh, for a variety of reasons, if he gets let go by Stanford, I would not be shocked if he wound up on this ASU staff. 
No, I agree. Yeah, he's yeah. Defensive. I mean, I, he's got some NFL ties. Sure, sure. You know. I, I, I would be surprised. If, I mean, it would be a little bit harsh, in all honesty. And I, you know, I'm not his biggest fan, but he's been really good there for quite a while. I mean, even last year they didn't have a great year, but they won. You know, they went eight and four. They won a bowl game, I think, or you know, um, like this. You know, let's say the season does go off the rails and they go, you know, four and eight this year or something like that, which I think is in play. Uh, this is the first bad year he's had. Like they, they, they should hang with him. Um, you know, do you wonder if the if the things are starting to go off the rails for good there? Maybe, uh, but I, they should not be putting him on the hot seat yet. Like you know, it, it is it's a place that has challenges in in being consistently good, and they've managed to do it anyway. But they have no fan investment. I mean, their their stadium is usually half empty. Um, obviously the academic standards are tough. Like, you know, to be as good as they have been for a decade is an upset, honestly. Yeah, that's true. And and he, it, it is now beyond the Harbaugh built this and he just took what, Oh yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, he's been there since Shaw or since Lux last year, which was 2011. So, I mean, this is nine years for him. Uh, you know, he's definitely, you know, built the program and, I mean, if you if you you know listen to people now, Harbaugh's a total idiot anyway, and I guess he did nothing well. Um, I don't subscribe to that theory, even though things are going bad in Michigan. Uh, you know, he's he's a good coach. Who he, yeah, I don't know. Ah, we'll probably have to discuss Michigan at some point. I don't know what to make of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to Stanford, he's certainly done a good job of keeping things afloat, more than afloat. Um, you know, very very good for a long period of time. You know, a couple couple Rose Bowl wins uh, under him, you know, a couple other major bowl games they've gone to. They've been in contention for the playoff a couple times since the playoff started, haven't made it, but have certainly been on the periphery. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's a bad year, and I don't know if they can get it figured out, but I don't think it's time to panic just yet. Yeah, I'm with you on that. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I always think there's a rush to do this, but – it is four weeks in now. I mean, it's hard to foresee a team contending for the playoff this year, isn't it? From the Pac-12, I mean, who who would it be? Um, I don't know. I mean, if they went out, I mean, I get, you know, I, there's several Cal, teams that Cal wins say out. they win out. <laughs> if Cal wins out, if Washington wins out, if Oregon wins out, you know, I mean, like yeah, if Oregon goes 11 and one, 12 and one, and only has that loss to Auburn. But you just, you know, you see the even nature of this conference, and you think. Can anybody win out? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, there's still, I mean, look, there's there's six teams that if they win out will probably have a pretty good argument to go to the playoffs. But it's just, it's such an even, you know, I mean, you see Washington State, and they look really good, and then they lose last night. Utah looks really good, then they lose on Friday. So it's like, we're only four weeks in, and the conference is already kind of eating its own, uh, you know, isn't that just going to continue probably? Yeah, it's a good point. Who's the team that's good enough to separate? I don't see one. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't. To me, it's Washington or Oregon, maybe, but I'm not confident that, that either one of them can go without another loss. Well, they play each other, so that right, exactly. I mean, they both won't. Yes, uh, you know, but then it, you know, okay, the winner of that game can, can the winner of that game beat Washington State? Can the winner of that game beat you know? Washington has to play USC still. I mean, can they beat their their cross division teams? Like, I just I don't see it. 
I mean, it just seems like the conference is very even, and and there's you know eight teams that can beat anybody basically. And so you think, you know, well, uh, I just don't see it. Um, and then you look at, you know, how good these top teams are and how, you know, like you just got the SEC, which appears to have five, you know, pretty darn good teams. Uh, you got Oklahoma, you got Ohio State, you got, you know, Clemson. Like, even if a Pac-12 team goes 12-1, and one, is that going to be enough? I'm not sure. I, I think the Pac-12 should also... I understand what Pac-12 Network does, and I understand what their role is, besides yeah. being a giant money drain that even the New York Times is commenting on. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I understand that it is a Homer network designed to pump up the conference, and I oh, get sure. that. But when you announce to me, on every possible t- time you mention a ranked team, say, by the way, Pac-12 has more teams ranked than the SEC or any other right. Power 5 conference. It's like, yeah, but we have none in the top nine. Right, you right. Know? Yeah, exactly. And, and and probably none in the top ten now because Utah was the top ten team and they obviously would have fallen out. So, yeah, I mean, well, that's all well and good that the Pac-12 had six teams in the top 25. Uh, you know, the SEC had five in the top ten um, and still does. And, and, you know, it's hard to argue with any of those. I don't, you know, I mean, maybe Florida. If you think Florida's a touch overrated, I could, I could agree with that. But boy, Auburn, has, you know, has been really impressive. Has two very impressive wins. LSU's offense is a revelation, and Alabama and Georgia are Alabama and Georgia. Like, you know, we, we know they're good. They're they're good every year lately. It seems like so. Like, you know, who do you who do you argue with in that placement? Not really anybody. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Is, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree with you. That was, uh, I mean, Pac-12, and, and just in general. I mean, I heard them mention it during game day. You know, oh, the Pac-12's got six in the top twenty-five. When you put up, you know, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Like, well, okay, that's not really anything to get too excited about. Um, well, because we won't be ranked. We will not be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cal and Washington obviously were twenty-two and twenty-three. They'll, I'm sure, have both moved up some. Yeah, but, but Washington uh, State may have fallen out. They might have. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, and probably should. I mean, if you give up 50 points and a half, you're probably not a top 25 team, at least right now. Well, and to a so, UCLA team that couldn't really get stuff going against yeah. anybody. For 14 quarters, they they were horrible offensively. All of a sudden, they score 50 points in one half. That was, I mean, you talk about a result that makes you realize, like, boy, college football is hard to figure out, hard to predict. Uh, I mean, you know, that is just a head-scratcher how a team looks offensively inept for three and a half games, and then all of a sudden becomes, you know, the run-and-shoot Houston Oilers. Like, how, how does that happen? Yeah, it's uh, it's why they play the game, I guess. It is. <laughs> it really is, yeah. I mean, it, like, it is, and it, it certainly is one of those lessons, and they happen, you know, all the time. That's like, before you say a game is over at halftime, it's not. Uh, you know, I mean, because that game looked over midway through the third quarter, 49-17, you'd say, oh, that game's over. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, well, we will be back, and we will talk about that Cal game on a special Friday night ESPN kickoff, meaning that right. everyone could watch That's it right. if they wanted to. Yeah, I know. Second game this year that we're actually on regular TV, and hey, the first one, we, we won a big road game, so maybe we can keep it up. 
Hopefully, we'll preview it. I'm not sure I'm going to pick that win against the last remaining well, team, but who knows? We, we didn't either. Neither of us did against Michigan State. So hey, maybe the maybe the formula will continue for that too. Probably at least at least the pick part. <laughs> the result, I don't know. Well, you all can find out with us. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's Ben Matt Sportscast.